You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I am sitting here alone in the studio. It is after midnight, and no, that is not the setup for a bad horror movie, but a bonus episode. I'm going to do my best to keep my volume down for my upstairs neighbors, despite the fact that they constantly stomp their feet, scream at each other, and slam the doors. But I'm not a vengeful podcaster. I am just an appreciative one that you are here today. We recorded this bonus episode February 28th, and it has been in our vault ever since, much like Prince's unreleased tracks. It was during an interview for Geek Bowl over at Vocalo Studios at WBEZ Chicago. We have two special guests for today's impromptu and informal trivia game. The first is someone that we think is one of the funniest people that we know. She's a radio host, podcaster, comedian, Twitter champion, the list goes on, and that is Jill Hopkins, someone we've had on the show before and hope to have on the show many, many more times. Our other guest is someone that I had the privilege of meeting for the first time, and that is Greta Johnson, the host of the Nerdette podcast, another great program that you should check out. You might notice that there is no Ken, Matt, and Jeff on this introduction, And they actually won't be on the episode either. Uh, February 28th, Matt didn't have his lucky toothbrush, his lucky Space Jam toothbrush. So being the good friends that they are, Ken and Jeff hopped in the car and drove cross-country to deliver that toothbrush to Matt so his teeth could be clean. We hope that uh, you enjoy this little piece of extra content to get you through your day. Uh, Thank you for supporting the show and enjoy this episode. Here uh, at uh, Vocalo Studios at WBEZ, uh, and I'm joined by two very special guests. Uh, I'll start first with Greta Johnson. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. 
And uh, Greta, you've been sort of thrust into this, uh, not really knowing what you're getting yourself into. I have no idea what's about to happen. Okay. Good. That's, <laughs> that's why we like it. It's, it's going to be trivia. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I think I'll have a good time. Uh, I hope I'll have a good time. You're a podcast host. You know what yeah, to Yeah, nerds. Expect. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. She knows what to do. Uh, and that voice you heard uh, was our friend Jill Hopkins Olevnik. How's it going, Jill? I'm doing well. Hello. And uh, you've been on the show before, so you kind of know what to expect. Uh, but what have you been up to recently? Uh, hosting the Beyonce podcast, uh, guesting on Greta's Nerdette podcast, hosting Pop Quiz Hot Shot, (laughs) uh, a a British-style quiz show at the Cards Against Humanities uh, Theater, and... Uh, That's already too many things, yeah, Joe. You don't have to think of anything else. I host a daily radio show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. That's that whole thing. I host The Morning Imp on Vocal Radio. A wonderful show. We're sleepy. Uh-huh. It's tired in here. <laughs> uh, well, I, I know you've been on the show before. People really, really enjoyed it. We actually got a few emails about it. So thank Yay. you for joining us. And I think you said you wrote a game for a future time. Mm-hmm. So we can't wait for that. Uh, and uh, big fans uh, big fans of yours. And Greta, uh she was just saying that you host a podcast. I do. I host a podcast called Nerdette, okay. which these days we're doing as a monthly book club. So okay. we choose a different book each month and kind of a rotating panel. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about it and you can hang out with us whether or not you've read the book. It's kind of up to you how much you like spoilers. Ooh, I love that. Um, but yeah, Jill has been with us for a couple. The first one we tried was uh, last year we did The Testaments by Margaret Atwood, which was the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. And then in January we did Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed, which is a great book. That's and great. it was so much fun to discuss with Jill. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to check those out. I've been yeah. reading a lot more on the train now and it's nice. very enjoyable. The time goes by so fast, though, and then I, you hear, hear the train horn and you get a little startled. But it's fun, though. That means it's good books, though, right? <laughs> That's tr- that is true. If I was looking up in my watch, then it would not be a good right, book. Right, right. Uh, well, I wrote uh, sort of a mini game here along with help from uh, Jeff and Matt. Uh, just some different questions. I know we had talked about subjects that you like. So there's some uh, books, TV, general pop culture, current events, music history, all that good stuff. Nice. Um, so what I'll do, I guess, if you want to face each other, we can do that. Yeah. yeah, like be opponents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Okay. And you have to be in charge of how much time we have to answer questions cuz otherwise we'll go off <laughs> those weird tangents. <laughs> we'll we'll keep it pretty loose Speak like the show. Speak for yourself, Hopkins. <laughs> I'm just excited. Uh so if you haven't heard Jill's show before, uh I'm a big fan of hip hop. I might not look like it and I may or may not have a tattoo as sort of the lore of the show goes, but uh, I'm always excited to hear uh to hear music on your show. So um, I was trying to see if I actually had any hip hop questions. I think I might have one. I didn't want to get too deep into the weeds. I was going to do a Boogie Down Productions question, Ooh. but I, I decided not to, just for Greta's sake, because you said books, that. pop culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's okay. You'll, she'll surprise you, though. You never know what this one knows. If she hosts a podcast called The Nerd Ad, I, I would assume that you're very yeah. knowledgeable. Yeah, there's sure. some. There's you know. Yeah. I try. I've learned a lot of what I know from listening to Nerdette. That's true. That's really nice. I've learned all of my knowledge just from podcasts alone, (laughs) even to speak English. Oh, well, there you go. I've learned a lot from the morning app, so there. Circle of knowledge. I know. It's a synergy going on in here. Or a bubble, however you want (laughs) to look at it. Uh, So I did split these up into categories. So uh, we don't normally do it like this on the show, but uh, I will give you a choice. Uh, We'll start with Greta, actually. So we have books, TV, uh, pop culture, current events, music, history, and sports. Jeopardy style. I like mm. it. No, it's a little bit different. Should we start with sports just to like get let's it out, get of, the out way? of the way? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. I hate like maintaining gender stereotypes, but really, <laughs> sports can suck it. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
All right, so we'll start with sports. Uh, the first Except for baseball. <laughs> Actually, there's no baseball, so that's good. Uh, all right, so the first sports question is from Matt, who wrote it. Other fans might say it was God's plan that Nav Bhatia is the first person announced to be in the brand new Superfan Gallery at the Basketball Hall of Fame. For what team has this man never missed a game? Mm. So his name is Nav Bhatia, and he was the first Superfan inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Superfan Hall of Fame. Superfan Hall of Fame. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that connected to the regular Basketball Hall of Fame? That's a good question, actually. I think it, it's a gallery at the Hall of it's Fame. It's a special yeah. corridor? Yeah. Okay. Where's the basketball? <laughs> I think it's in Kansas. Wow. So you know more than I do already about all these things. It? <laughs> there was, there was a clue in the beginning of the question, so hopefully that'll help you. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to just oh. say the, can I just guess? Mm-hmm. The Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Mm. Solid guess. Thank you. <laughs> You said uh, the that maybe it was God's plan. Oh, that's correct. Oh, damn. man, because that that just makes me think of Drake. Oh, I now actually can I revise my guess? Sure. Really? Go for it. Yeah, Utah Jazz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so yeah, his Navbat Navbatia. It was that's okay. So Drake is from Canada. Now Drake is stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um. Does Canada have, is it the Toronto Raptors maybe? Is it the Raptors? I'm going to say the Raptors. It is the Raptors. Yay! Good job, Jill. Drake thinks he's on the Raptors. He he does (laughs) think he's on the Raptors, yeah. He does. Just because you sit courtside, right? Yeah. And they don't kick you off when you traipse onto the field. Field. Court. Court. Please edit out. That would be something. No, that would be. They should have a basketball team who, who exclusively plays on grass. Just see what happens. Just see. Can a basketball bounce on grass the way you need it to, though? You know, if what? there's enough air, Isn't I that guess. Pavement part it's of it. True. You know what? There's probably a kid in some neighborhood, someplace right now, figuring it out, playing on that's some right. grass. And that maybe that's how they get really good. Because they're just <laughs> it's like, like training at high altitude. Exactly. Or we were, like running through water with like weights on your ankles. We were talking about cheers or cheers cheer. Cheerleading. Yeah. And uh, it reminds me of that quote. I think it's Bill Murray who said it. Who said the the Olympics should have one normal person just to see the divide <laughs> between like an athlete and a normal person. I would watch. That is such a delight. I would watch emotion. that so hard. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, do you want to stay in sports? We can move around if you want. What were the what were the options? Uh, so just pretty typical ones. You got uh, books, TV, pop culture, current events, music, or history and science. Let's do history and science. All right. So that first question uh, is going to be from Matt as well. Might as well just give him another one. <laughs> uh, the standard measurement of force has actually nothing to do with midichlorians and more to do with this measurement, named after a pretty famous scientist and not a pretty famous pastry creator. Ooh. Okay. Read the first part again. Yeah, can you yeah. The standard measurement of force has actually nothing to do with midichlorians and more to do with this measurement named after a pretty famous scientist and not a pretty famous pastry creator. I'm sitting here just like <laughs> pushing the air. <laughs> that is force. Oh my gosh. Okay, so a pastry creator and a scientist that share a name. I am so stumped right now. This is when I normally turn to Jeff. And I was like, you figure it out. Though. Yeah. I have a guess. You have a guess? I, I wrote it down. I Let's okay. hear your guess. It's totally wrong, most likely. But I said Pillsbury. Okay. 
That's such a delightful guess, but I don't, I don't think why. that can possibly be right. <laughs> the scientist who loved getting his belly touched. Yeah. <laughs> like every scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of what the measurement of force even is. I mean, I know it's mass times acceleration, but that's yeah, the best I, I got I right now. I can't think of it. Help us, Neil. Uh, according to Matt, it's Newton, Isaac Newton. Oh, a Newton. Newtons. Yep. Fig the Newtons. Good old Ike. Isaac Newton. Yeah. The funny thing <laughs> about them not being here is I don't know anything about science, so I can't really confirm if it's correct. I think it's correct. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to argue. He had I, all those things about the apple and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And funny I guess he's rules. talking about Fig Newton. Yeah, Fig yeah. Newtons, so. which are delicious. Yeah. I, I'd go for one right now. <laughs> I've made them from scratch. Really? That's yeah. impressive. They're delicious. They're like even better, you know. Yeah. She's very good at, at baking. I wish I, I can't cook at all. So mm. I actually did a thing with the Fig Newtons where they turned out to be much more elaborate than I thought they were going to be. And I had decided to eat an edible before I started putting them together. <laughs> and then it was this weird race against my metabolism <laughs> to see if I could get them in the oven before it really hit. And it worked out. And they were like one of the most amazing desserts as a result. Of <laughs> I love that. There's a um, a place in the suburbs. I guess it's kind of the suburbs, but in Forest Park called Brown Cow uh, Ice Cream Parlor. Ooh. And uh, one of the, the owners... Uh, kids is a student of my girlfriend Colleen but uh, we went there just to kind of visit him one time but I'm obsessed with their brownie sundae and now I go by myself all the time and I'll like eat eat it and drink a book or drink a book <laughs> eat it and, and read a book <laughs> we got you we knew what you meant I was thinking if it could even make sense if I drank a book I guess but uh, but it's, it's 30 great. degrees outside right now and I would totally have a brownie sundae Oh, you have oh, to. I absolutely would. That sounds amazing. With the hot fudge on top. Mm. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, as long as it's warm and cold together. Mm -hmm. The yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let's see. You chose history. Greta, what do you want to choose this time? Let's do pop culture. All right. Pop culture. My yeah. favorite category. Me too. All right. The third film <clears throat> in Marvel's Spider-Man series of films with actor Tom Holland will begin production this summer under a new official working title known as Serenity Now. While Marvel fans probably won't blink at the title, it is sure to excite fans of this television show also taking place in Peter Parker's hometown. Seinfeld. That's what I said, too. Seinfeld's correct. Yay! Yes! Do you remember, Greta, a few Christmases ago? I don't remember who was in charge oh, of it. Oh, yeah. It Jason Mark. I was going to guess me. Jason Mark. There was a Festivus poll in the middle of the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> just turn the corner and there's this huge thing sitting there and uh, people took the opportunity to air some grievances. Did they? Were there any feats of strength? Uh, I mean as much as you can find in an NPR state. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Very harshly strong or uh, strongly harsh uh, words. Yeah there was a, a, a marble rye though. Oh really? So well, that was helpful. Was no delicious. black and white cookies though? No one no, threw up? No, no, Thank goodness. Thank I goodness. used to be like vomit free since like '93, but then uh, it, it didn't last. <laughs> no, I like that last. it rhymed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he said on the show. I can't remember. Vomit free since '93. Vomit free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gotta be. Yeah, it was probably like in '95 or something when they taped something the episode, like that. so it wasn't quite as impressive. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Jill, uh, you can pick a category if you like. Uh, let's go with music. All right, music. Uh, this one's from Matt. It's a music analogy, sort of. Bruno Mars is to Mark Ronson as Michael Jackson is to blank. Whoa. Oh, I got this one right away. I don't know what, the, I mean, I know who each of those people is, but that's it. What? Who is it? So Bruno Mars, you know that's, you know, Uptown Funk and all that stuff? Yeah, Uptown that's, Funk that's, you up. That's not a Bruno Mars song, technically. It's oh, because it's, it's a Mark, Mark Ronson, Ronson song. So he's like the writer and producer uh, of all this stuff. 
So my brain says that Quincy Jones is Michael Jackson's Mark Ronson. Okay. That's I'm, awesome. I could maybe. I'm I wrong. love that you explained it to me. That's very kind but of you. But what if I'm wrong? What you know? said is correct. It may or may not be right. but <laughs> Oh, it's got to be right. Can I just also say Quincy <laughs> Jones? So you're saying Quincy Jones. So Quincy Jones was Michael Jackson's producer, but mm. uh, what Matt was going for was both Uptown Funk and the song Somebody's Watching Me are songs where the more famous artist is actually the featured artist on the song. So that'd be Rockwell would be the answer. Rockwell. So yes, like you said, though, Bruno Mars was the featured artist on Mark Ronson's song and uh, Michael Jackson was featured on Rockwell's song. Did you know that Rockwell is the son of Barry Gordy, head of Motown Records? No way. Yeah. And that the dudes from LMFAO are like... One's like also the son and one's like the nephew of Barry Gordy from Motown Records? That totally makes sense now that I hear that. Yeah. Barry Gordy has a lot of kids is what I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they're spaced out like by a lot. (laughs) What was the name of the uh, studio he had? Was it around here or was it Detroit? Uh, He had one around here, I thought, like Czech. Check. Chess Records, Chess records. Is, is, a, yeah. is a different guy, but that is here. It's not too far from here. It's in the South Loop. Mm-hmm. It's a very unassuming building. You'd walk right by I was going to say, I, I remember a, a studio being around here that didn't look like it was a big studio. Yeah. It's around the corner from a Herald, so you can get a lot of done in a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do one in um, current events. Okay. Just because we haven't done it yet. All right. Uh, this one's from me. While her certificate of completion from Harvard has come under scrutiny, Tyra Banks has made quite a name for herself without the certificate and is continuing in that tradition by opening a theme park in Santa Monica sharing what name that is the same as her 2011 novel. Wow. There's a lot going on I just learned so many things. That's that they make fun of me. So my questions always have like a million different things because I always feel bad because oh. I don't know if it's hard or not. So I give like a million clues. Yeah, that's a lot of potentially I, yeah. helpful context, but I ha- still have no idea. Yeah. And I feel like I can see the cover of her book. And like, I know what I want it to be called, but that can't be true. What do you want it to be <laughs> I called? I just want it to be called like Black Barbie Bitch or something. <laughs> <laughs> like Life Size? Yeah. <laughs> But what would be a good name for a theme park for models? And now I... Huh. You're on the right track. I yeah. will say that if you keep going on what you just said. Is it... Uh, something about fierce something or other? Oh, maybe you're like smizing. If it was up to me, I would be smize or booty tooch or yeah. H2T. Yeah. Or, we were rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. I've seen every episode of <laughs> America's Next Top Model. Colleen loves it, so I, I know all of the characters. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to say model model world. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing. No guess? Um, Can I guess Smize? I want to guess Smize. So, Jill, you were very close. When you said it was the theme park for models, you have to go to the original Disney. It's Model Land. Oh, no. Model Land. I went Florida. I never go Florida. You were so close. So you should look this up. Colleen wants to go with her friend. Basically, it's inviting anyone off the street, no matter if you have modeling experience or not, to to basically live the life of a model. They'll take pictures. There's courses. And um, it's supposed to be, like, just all Tyra all the time. So. I was just wow. I just watched like a whole season of Next in Fashion on yeah. Netflix and all that made me any of those shows just make me think about how like boring being a model seems in real life. 
Like it's just a lot of standing around while people waiting like, jab people at you. To, yeah, just getting judged table. all day. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I What's do that. Not? I do that now, but I get to eat what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's it, it could be a lot. I would think. Yeah. Um, that being said, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> sure. We, sh- we should all go. I could I could ask Tyra if she remembers signing my uh, my picture of her from Nordstrom when she did an appearance. <laughs> oh so my god! I have it in the, in the garage. There's yes. so much about you, Neil. That's I know. I, I told you knowing. I'm an open book. You can really ask me anything. But yeah, we went. We waited in line. It was uh, when she first started. It was for Tommy Hilfiger, and and I don't know why we were there, but I, I think it was because she was the Sports Illustrated Model of the Year or something. And sure. Very sweet though. I mean, very nice. She was young Good. at that time, but. Little did we know, she'd become a huge mogul. Wow. So. How old is she now? A little under 40, maybe? Oh, no. Mid-30s, or is she older than that? Mid-40s? No, she's older than me. Is she? Yeah. She was off and popping Yeah, she's in probably got to be close to she's J-Lo, 40, right? 45, 48? How about J-Lo? Be, like, oh, 50, it's insane. Amazing. Come on, man. Amazing. J-Lo. It's crazy. 50. Doing romantic comedies, music, dancing. It's it's. She does everything. God. I got to really get my shit together. <laughs> I know. Get your there or, or marry a Yankee, basically. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to do that. that sounds awful. <laughs> Any team but that. <laughs> All right. Question six. Is that what we're on right now? I believe so. Okay. Uh, any specific category you'd like? Um, did we go through all of them already? We still have books and TV. Ooh, let's do books. All right. Let's do books. All right. Uh, this famous horror novel was famously overlooked by its author, who has gone on record saying he simply didn't like it. His distaste would lead him to make a TV version of the same novel starring Stephen Weber in the 90s, and he even wrote a sequel that was just turned into a film last year, but that one he did like. What was the name of the original novel? Mm, I love Stephen Weber. He follows me on Twitter. Does he really? Wow. <laughs> Very nice guy. I met him in, in London after a play. The same play I met what? Kevin Spacey at, who was terrible. What? <laughs> yes. Wow, you have a lot of fun facts. I do. I have a lot. I've, I've kept them shelved, and then when they need to come out, they, they come out. I have a weird memory. Like, if someone says something that jogs it, then yeah. I, I, I'll remember it, all of it in, you know, crazy detail. But huh. Otherwise, it just stays back in the recesses. I'm like, just... I'll be at home. I have no idea what I ate yesterday. So, <laughs> yeah. I have a quarter of a sandwich sitting on my desk, and that's all I'm I'm waiting for. Right <laughs> I think I have a guess. Do you have a guess? I have a guess. It, it might not be a very good one, but I think I I think you yeah. go first. Okay, I said the stand. Okay. Ooh, I said it. Both right author, uh, but it's actually The Shining. Oh. Stephen King, The Shining. Yeah, Stephen huh. King uh, did not like the film adaptation that Stanley Kubrick did because uh, he thought. Um, that Jack Torrance was crazy from the beginning and he should have had a, a more gradual turn into the dark oh, side. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. So he's very vocal about not liking the original. Huh. Stephen King has a lot of opinions on a lot of things. He does. Yeah. He doesn't need to like write them all down. Though. Right. <laughs> yeah, Twitter might not have been his best friend. No. Being able to, yeah. Or anyone's did. for that matter, I guess. But. No. I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say that like, White dudes his age from particular parts of, of the nation mm. should be required to take a class of some sort mm-hmm. <laughs> before they get to the tweet in. Yeah, that would be insane. Maybe just for everyone. Just a, yeah, actually, a, that a would Twitter be. Class. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, we don't take civics anymore, so why not a, tw- a Twitter class? Like social media civics? Yeah. Yeah. Or if somebody could just teach me how to use TikTok. Just in general. Yeah, right. I don't understand it, and it looks so fun. Any any sort of online etiquette, I suppose, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. 
That's yeah. our new business venture. That, that <laughs> on TikTok too, exclusively on TikTok. Oh, oh. writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Applying for an LLC right now. <laughs> uh, let's go to TV. Um, let's see here. Okay, this is from Jeff. Uh, what iconic television character married Betty Hofstadt, got divorced, then married Megan Calvert, both of whom took his last name? You're looking for the character's name? For the character's name. Okay. I don't know who any of those people are. Well, let's hear what you say. What's your guess then off of that um, information? Bewitched. Okay. And you and you shook your nose when you did it? Yeah. Okay. I said Don Draper. It is Don Draper oh. from Mad Men. Oh, TV character. Oh, I've actually one. never seen Mad Men, but... Uh, I, I am caught up in, right until the part where he and, and Megan start dating. The hmm. Zooby Zooby Zoo portion of like she's way younger than him and she starts singing in French and blah 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 and then I was hmm. just like I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> yeah it lost my interest before that I think when what's the season when he goes to California in the premiere oh Do you I remember think that's that like three maybe yeah that's when I was like this is not for me yeah I remember watching the, the pilot and I just didn't really get into it and then I saw the Breaking Bad pilot which I thought was great and ended up watching that instead but yeah yeah I mean the, it's aesthetically a beautiful Oh, yeah. I love the clothes. The clothes are great. Cinematography is awesome. And there's portions of it that I think are funny in just like a, um, wow, I can't believe we used to do that kind of a way. Yeah. Like just smoking in hospitals. And there's like a scene where like when the kids are young, when the Draper kids are young and they all go to like a picnic, like in a field, like in a park or whatever. And they finish up their picnic and they gather up like their picnic basket stuff and there's paper plates and plastic things and they just flip the blanket and leave all the trash and they're like okay just getting in the car and going now and like nobody seemed to think that was weird and i'm like oh man no wonder this planet is garbage america (laughs) we didn't know i guess i didn't know it was a a good episode it was a good show it's all right maybe i'll check it out then yeah after your recommendation yeah Um, when you run out of other stuff to watch Let's go to pop culture again for yeah, Greta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the breakdown of this new number one New York Times bestseller called Open Book calls the author America's sweetheart, a preacher's daughter, a pop phenomenon, reality TV pioneer, and a billion-dollar fashion mogul. Who is the author of this memoir? Hmm. I think it's I a know. lot of boxes checked off. It is. Right? It is. America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Reality TV show. Pioneer. Pioneer. Preacher's daughter. Preacher's daughter. Pop phenomenon and billion dollar fashion mogul. Good God. That's a lot of stuff. Is it Jessica Simpson? Perhaps. Ooh, I said Kelly Clarkson. It is Jessica Simpson. Ooh. Points for Greta. Nice. I guess she is a reality TV pioneer. With, yeah, with I the, mean the shut with the lache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that was one of the first ones that really had a lot of uh, like real response. Big and, yeah. yeah, and he's hosting Love Is Blind now, right? Oh God, I tried. Oh, is, I tried so hard. Did you? Yeah. I I I try not to watch reality TV because I'm worried that I would like just stop coming to work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've come to the conclusion that I only like reality TV when it, romance it has nothing to do with it. Oh, like I don't like people being. Like manufactured and, romance yeah. or, yeah. Just the desperation is not appealing to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and just all the, like, gender norm stuff and yeah. it's just, like, it's a lot. Yeah. But I will watch people beat each other to the death over, like, a granola <laughs> bar on television. <laughs> Give me that show. 
there's another a million dollar idea right there. Just stick a granola bar in the middle of a of a podcast studio like this or a radio studio, and yeah. then just see what happens. Peter Sagal just oh gouging God. people's eyes out. That 22 episodes. <laughs> I don't know, though. In the Midwest, I feel like we'd just all find a way to share it, wouldn't we? <laughs> Someone would be like, oh. It's like, oh, no. Help I, yourself. You know what? I've got another one in my purse. I just had some blueberries. <laughs> I'm okay. I love those videos people post of like what it means to be Midwestern. And I saw a tweet today that I felt very connected to that said, uh, um, no matter where I am, I'm, I'm definitely going to be Midwest and say thank you and yell it before I leave an establishment. <laughs> So I was like, yep, that's me. Oh, I do do that. Especially when they don't look Damn at you. It. And I'm like, do they hear me? Are they going to be offended if I don't say thank you? And then I leave. Hey, thank you, ma'am. I'm the attending nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your uncle. <laughs> just thinking. That's a good, that's a good plan. I'm just yeah, going to jump you around. Decide. All right. Uh, the next one. New Line Cinema, copyright holders of a famous horror film franchise, sued DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince for copyright infringement. Due to them sampling the theme music from this film for their third single from He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper, in 1988. So it's a theme music from a famous horror film franchise, the first entry into that. Do I get bonus points if I also know the name of the song and have an impersonation of Will Smith (laughs) from said song? (laughs) Yeah, why not? It should take five bonus points, yeah. Yep. So the film is Nightmare on Elm Street, and the song is... It's a nightmare on my street. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good impression. Yeah. (laughs) It is a nightmare on my street. What was your guess, Greta? I had no guess. I had no idea. I used to play this on cassette tape, and uh, it's always a fun little fact. But here's what I didn't know that you were telling me right now is that those two things had nothing to do with one another, that they didn't get permission. No, so yeah, they sampled it, and then they got in trouble, and they got sued, and uh, ended up settling in court. But they, they, made sure to say it is not an official soundtrack release. Wow. But like, I mean, that is Freddy a pretty Kruger's obvious. voice is like in the song. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty obvious. What it, excellent copyright infringement. It's Will know? Smith. He was ahead of his time, though. I mean, you know, no, no, uh, no bad publicity, right? So. No bad publicity. And what he didn't know at the time that he knows now is that he can afford that sort of thing. He can do whatever he wants, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's doing okay. Jazzy Jeff is too, by the way. Don't leave him out. He's still... <laughs> I know people always successful. forget about him. Uh, they were great together, and you know, he's great. He's he's got a very successful DJ career. Yeah, he's got like a web series and stuff. He's great. That's I awesome. always feel bad. People always forget about the uh, the other person in the, the famous duo, like Wham or or whatever. You know, yeah. different places like that. So, did you know that George Michael set up An- Andrew Ridgely financially? I didn't know that. Like he, George Michael wrote um, all of Wham's songs. But gave Andrew Ridgely half writing credits just so that's, he would be okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll just stick with music and just to end this, this category here. Do it. Uh, all right. So the new Trolls sequel, Trolls World Tour, will be released on April 17th, 2020. The soundtrack, once again primarily produced and written by Justin Timberlake, has an impressive array of artists collaborating with him. And you might say that this Grammy award-winning singer has come home to work with Timberlake, but no word if Andre 3000 was with him. I'm going to guess Outcast. Very uh, close. I'm going to say Big Boy. Ooh. Uh, so the clue is uh, this Grammy Award winning singer might have Come Home, but no Andre 3000. There's a song called Come Home featuring Andre 3000 uh, that was on Jill's Best of 2019 uh, Spotify playlist. You're right. Ew. Anderson Pock. Oh, yep. 
Yeah. I, I so I saw your list. I Man, for, that is going to be a good soundtrack because this is doing a song on there yeah. too. Oh, it's great. It just it just released. It's oh, really did good. it? Yeah, Ooh, I'm excited. I'm still kind of mad at Justin Timberlake because I'm such a huge Janet Jackson fan. <sighs> oh yes, yeah. but also. I love SZA, and I do love Anderson Pack. She's well, great, but yeah. like also the Justin Timberlake thing is like, how much of that is really Justin Timberlake's fault versus just like the system? <laughs> Though you know but what is, I mean. But is like, JT a part of the system? I mean, yes, man? yes. He wrote a nice little thing about it in his book that he felt bad about the whole situation. Well, good. That's literally it, the least he could do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should have been uh, just the fact that a boob was was terrible on TV should have, should have been the you know oh, least of the yeah. worries but I remember that like it was yesterday so I, was I, at, yeah. I was at a party and it was halftime and all the boys at this party left the room right. to like go smoke or whatever and I was like oh no this is <laughs> my time to shine this is Janet Jackson on television I'm there and then because it was like pre TiVo times right no one believed me for like a day <laughs> I can't even imagine that now we're in such a That's different time amazing yeah well, you I didn't couldn't even rewind it. You couldn't go on right, YouTube right. or anything. You just had to. Take did you start my to think you hallucinated it? it did like, a were bit. you gaslit by? <laughs> I did. Well, because she had the thing. Yeah, she had the star. But I didn't thing, yeah. realize that immediately because uh, people made such a big deal out of right. it. And then when I found out about the star, I'm like, it wasn't even real titty. Yeah. <laughs> you think? It, yeah, it was just. I, I guess unless you were taping on VHS, you wouldn't have had any evidence. No, that's yeah. wild. Until the news started freaking out. I'm glad she's going to be on tour, though. I I love her so. I went to Vegas and saw her last year. It was fantastic. Was it? Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of her other old dance stuff. Uh, one of the listeners of the show, actually, Max Miners, he just did a Nintendo bonus episode. He put together a uh, dance music playlist for me to, for my walks to work. A lot nice. of Taylor Dane and yeah. all that good stuff. Stacey Q. Taylor Dane. So. Tell it to my heart. That's one of my favorite songs. That's I love it. That's a great song. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right. So this one's, I mean, we'll, we'll just go boring and get these ones out of the way. Uh, <laughs> this one's from Jeff. Uh, which president was the namesake of an 1823 doctrine about imperialism in the Americas? Oh, my God. I know this. Do you? Good for you. Yeah, it's, it's Monroe. Uh, it's the Monroe Doctrine. I think if I had, like, really hunkered down with some Hamilton lyrics in my head, <laughs> I could have probably come up with that one. 
it is Monroe. The Monroe yep. Doctrine. Yeah. Thanks, APUS history. <laughs> yeah, you jumped at that one because I did not know that one. Yeah, no, that is. That yeah, was... I don't know why I know that. It's good. It's like it's funny because that's how non-functional my knowledge is. Is <laughs> like I don't know about most of these, but I do know about the Monroe Doctrine for it came some in reason. Handy. Look at you. It did. That's nice. Hey. I'll just finish uh, the history ones that Jeff gave me because they're a little, I mean, to me, they're hard. So, Oh, they will be hard for me as well. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. To avoid annihilation at the hands of the nationalists, the Communist Party performed a strategic retreat called the Long March from October 1934 to October 1935, traversing 5,600 miles in just over a year across brutal terrain. This occurred during a civil war in what country? So your heavy hitters here, it looks like, are the the Nationalists, the Communist Party, the Long March, uh, 1934-1935. So what country did this civil war take place in? Jeez, like that part of the world didn't have enough going on in 1934. Yeah, like anywhere? Yeah. Uh, Is it Russia? I said Ukraine. Was it China? Ah. Yeah. Damn. I know. Keep that in the... It's so one of those ones. communists that's, everywhere. That's the sure. thing with the trivia show, too. It's it's uh, you try to keep, you know, the, the facts you learn in like little little um, cases in your head. And I forget and it goes in one year and one, one out yeah. the other. So because well, it gets replaced by like every day now, like stuff right. that you need to survive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> or I or I memorize the lyrics to Taylor Dane for, for no reason. Well, yeah, I, not for no reason. It's going to come in handy. <laughs> yeah. At your one karaoke day. Night yeah. Next yeah. Time. Right. Call it a win. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's see. Uh, This one will be a book question. Yay. Uh, This one uh, I really enjoyed. Reaching for the Moon was an autobiography released in 2019 by this incredible woman who just passed away at the age of 101, but will live on in history for her trailblazing work in mathematics and space travel. I was so sad. Me too, but oh my God, can I remember her name? You mentioned her on the radio the other day. I did, with with a tear in my eye. Yeah. I got it. 101 is a good run, mm-hmm. especially when you think about like black people in the United States and what they must have gone through in 100 years of being alive and all this shit. Like my grandma would tell you stories and you'd be like, how did you not set this whole place on fire? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she would have lived what through the Great Depression, through uh, Jim, Crow. Through, through Jim Crow, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And still was just like. I'm a, you know, be yeah, this whatever. I'm a boss bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. She's amazing. She was one of the first. It was Katherine Johnson. Katherine Johnson. There Catherine it is. Katherine Johnson. Yep. She was one of the first people in her home state to uh, that got called to integrate the grad schools. Yeah. In in her state, and then she quit to go like have babies. Yeah. And then came back and started working at like NASA before it was NASA, and they were like, "Oh, we can't let this woman go. She's a genius." And then goes her whole life until she's like 90 something. And then you get to have Taraji P play you. (laughs) I know, right? The director Uh. sent out a really nice tweet the other day. Uh, It was like when he first met her and she said something like, uh, why would anyone care about my story? And he's like, oh, you have no idea, you know? Um, Oh, God. That's so the kind good. of like when I was a kid and you had to do the book reports. I was the I was the child in like the fifth grade who was like, I'm dressing up as the person. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of the woman who wrote the book Hidden Figures, which the movie was based off mm-hmm. of. Oh, we yes. interviewed her for Nerdette, and that book was optioned as a movie just on spec. Like she hadn't, you know, oh, wow. she had just like pitched it to some publishers. 
But everyone knew immediately that it would be such a huge, amazing, yeah. important story, which uh, I think it just, you know, isn't that awesome? Margot Lee Shetterly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad that that happened. And I'm so right? glad that she was alive to see it happen. I know. I, that was the, yeah. I always, that's one of those things where there's a biopic or something or a, a movie about someone who did something great and they weren't alive to see it. I just love when that happens. So yeah. that they were able to see it and also be there, though, for the filming, because I know how sets can be and, and writing can be and to, to give that input to hopefully get it right. Oh, and yeah. not yeah. Go crazy wrong, you know, yeah. like sometimes. And as an actor, how helpful yes. to just be like, hey, okay. how would you have done this thing instead of just crossing your fingers and then three months later somebody's like niece is like, that's not how it would have gone. You're right. like, oh, crap. I didn't mean to screw this up. Yay, Katherine Johnson. She's, amongst, she's returned to Stardust. Yeah, oh, that's mm. true. Yeah. Single tear. Uh, we'll finish out the book category here. Um, speaking of adaptations, we just talked about Hidden Figures. Uh, we're super excited on the show, and I don't, no one else really knows this. I'm not sure when this will come out, but um, writer Liz Hanna uh, is going to come on the show next month. She wrote the Academy Award-nominated film The Post and Long Shot, starring Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron. Awesome. So we're super excited. Uh, today, uh, February 28th, she has a film premiering on Netflix starring Elle Fanning and Justice Smith, and it's based on a young adult novel by Jennifer Niven, dealing with mental illness and its powerful effects on the people suffering from it and the people around them. I'm just looking for the title of this Jennifer Niven book. Hmm. I think this is a Greta jam. It's a young adult novel. I um, read this book. I'll, I'll give you guys a clue. It's it's four words, four word title. It's not everything, everything. Does it have to do with stars or sun? Uh, the sun or like a light or something? There's some sort of light reference in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually a lyric from uh, who sings that song? <laughs> now Joel gonna... Yeah, we're going down. I, I can't remember. Oh, uh, all the all the right things in all the right places. That the it song sounds kind of like that. Yes, yeah, so that's the correct <laughs> lyric. So I'm terrible with lyrics. So it sounds like that. Yes. I got nothing. Um, I'm, I'm totally blank here. Yeah, I can't remember. It is all the bright places. All the oh. bright places. So that'll be on on your TVs today if you have Netflix. Mm. Like, which I guess a lot of people who doesn't. Bright things. And all the bright places. There's also like a South African mystery series on Netflix really? today that sounds pretty cool. I think it's called Queen Sono. Ooh. It looks pretty awesome. That sounds awesome. Okay. I love that. There's so many great um, foreign series that people need to check out. Bunk I mean, they're no Gone with the Wind. But. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, who wants to read? Um, uh, All right, let's see here. Uh, This next question uh, is from Matt. Actually, no, I think it's from Jeff. Sorry, excuse me. After Univision, what is the second largest provider of Spanish language TV content in the U.S.? Speaking of different languages. Is it like a new streaming service situation? It's not new. It's it's not new. I'll give you that help. Yeah, it's not new. So is it Netflix? It is not Netflix. I said Telemundo. Telemundo is correct. That is right. You're winning so intensely. But I like the the teamwork going on here. (laughs) You guys, you guys uh, compliment each other nice. (laughs) That's true. We do. When I was when I was on Neil's show, I did so poorly. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. We both did though. That makes me feel better. I lean into it because someone said on the show we had a guest on, and and they really they hit me right in the in the stomach with it because it's true. Uh, it was a really hard question, and they go, and he said, um, he's like, I was watching you, Neil, and I could tell that you had checked out because you had no idea what the answer was, and you were thinking of the funny response you were going to give when uh, I came to time. <laughs> and that's true. That's I, fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I liked it. No, but I had so much fun. But I was just like, this is. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want to come on, Greta, you're you're welcome. So awesome. Uh, let's see. Let's go to our last pop culture question. A video of singer Charlotte Aubrey being asked to sing while on her way to catch a train in the London tube recently went viral and earned her a guest spot on Ellen. In the original video, she was asked to finish the lyrics to what song, the same song she performed on the comedian's show to thunderous applause. Oh, crap. I didn't see the video, but I can I can see the woman's face. Uh, when did this was this like last week? Like last week, yeah. Was, yeah. Yep, when right. I was in Indonesia, <laughs> oh, were you? Uh, <laughs> it's it's this blonde lady, and I, Jesus Christ, my wow, my, I have no yeah, idea. I didn't watch it, but I want to say, where did you say she was from? Uh, it was in the London tube. She's British. It and doesn't really was... have too much to do with uh, the song she sang, but yeah, huh. I think it got like sixty million views now. It's or something like that. It's crazy. I'm gonna reach up into the heavens and pull down Lady Gaga Bad Romance. Wow. What a great guess. Lady Gaga just came out with a song today that I also have not heard yet. Oh, <laughs> she did yeah. come out with that today. Yeah. I don't know. That's there's no way that's correct. But that's I can see that being like, oh, let's forward this video to our friends. That's like a, a song that, that might Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Any uh guess credit? Um a song from the Trolls movie. Okay. Uh, I will tell you it was Lady Gaga. Oh, wow. But it was shallow. Oh, oh of the course. Stars song. Yeah. So the, the guy comes up to her with the mic and he goes, finish the lyrics. And then all of a sudden she just like bursts out like complete perfect Oh, I bet that's amazing. It was so good. Was, I have goosebumps actually just picturing that. And I felt. As I, much as I hated I, that Apparently movie. she was been in, uh, you know, wedding bands and small bands like that. And uh, she's been doing it for 15 years. And she said on Ellen that her dad told her. Anytime you have a chance to sing, make sure you do it. You don't know who's listening, and there you go. <sighs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm just waiting for someone to ask me the same question about Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. Ooh. <laughs> I saw them live. They were great. They were a lot of fun. They That's are fun. funny, because I feel like if some random dude came up to me while I was waiting for the train and was like, sing this, I'd be like, go f*** yourself, dude. <laughs> it's and then I'm not going on Ellen. It's funny then you said that. Then it's just an angry white lady. She was, I think she was on her way to work or to, I can't remember where she was on her way to, but she she was dressed very nicely and I could tell that she was going to like a meeting or an interview and I, and I saw the video I was like, oh, come on. Was this guy going to like mess with her you for know, some reason? You know, right. Like, it's why? like, great. More street harassment right. videos. It, it I've seen into this something before. Nice, but I was like, that oh, not nice. another prank video, but yeah, it turned out to oh, be okay. Oh, good. So. <laughs> I sincerely hope that uh, for that woman's sake that there's no like weird racist tweets in her past because you know yeah. how the internet goes. There's receipts everywhere. Yeah. Very true. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's finish the uh, TV category. Uh, actor Lance Riddick uh, and his patented low voice are currently displaying their talents on Amazon Prime's Bosch based on the novels by Michael Connelly, an author I've been uh, obsessed with lately. I've been reading a lot of his books. Hmm. To most fans, however, Reddick is known for his performances as Sharon in the John Wick franchise, Philip Broyles in Fringe, and Cedric Daniels on this groundbreaking Charm City set television show. Okay. And I, I take everyone on journeys on the questions I write. I apologize. You really do. Yeah. Which is crazy because I have partaken in zero of those pop cultural touchstones. I know. I mean, I've seen a little bit of Bosch, but it didn't blow my mind. Well, and what even is Charm City? Yeah. You guys are kind of doing what we do at Trivia anyway, so like, stay on that track. So Charm City is just a nickname of a famous city. 
It's not Philadelphia, is it? No. Because that's the city of brotherly love. Is it like Jersey or something? <laughs> I feel like it's on the East Coast. What did, did you guess a show? No. I was thinking maybe if I knew where it took place, that would help. Yeah. You're right with it being East Coast. I'm just going to keep giving you guys hints to that's see if awesome. you That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. But it's neither Jersey nor Philly then, I assume. <laughs> it is not those two, no. And I will say this show that he was on, it was groundbreaking because it was written by a uh, reporter who was on the police oh, blotter. Oh, got it. Who was on the what now? He he dealt with the police uh, blotter. So he was a reporter oh. for the police. I said The Wire. I'm going to say The Wire. It's the wire. All right, nice. Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore, oh. Charm City. Yep, Baltimore. that was when I learned because uh, I got the question wrong, and it's, it's never left me that Charm City is Baltimore. Uh, I watched season one of The Wire, and then I don't know what happened. You've like, never seen all of it? No. Oh, it's so good. Joe. I got really into it, and then I think I was just like borrowing somebody's DVDs, and then I gave them back, and never got like the rest of them or something. And can't Same be the Dexter. first person, first white person who works for public radio to tell you The Wire is great. <laughs> So You're the first one today. <laughs> That's so funny. We had a funny instance because uh, the trivia community is so big. Uh, someone had asked in our group, uh, I'm going to be in, I think it was Kansas City maybe, and someone asked for the best barbecue. And one person mentioned uh, whatever the name of the barbecue place was. And then the next comment down was, yeah, that barbecue place is good. It's not as good as this place because the one that that person just said is the one all white people say because they don't want to go in the bad neighborhoods <laughs> oh. to have the good barbecue, <laughs> which is really funny. I bet I know exactly what barbecue places you're talking about, too. So it was really funny. Oh, man. It, I'm betting that one is Gates and one is Arthur Bryant's. That's probably – it sounds really familiar, yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> I know, me too. Uh, all right, so we have three. I made you come here on your lunch hour. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I, I'm happy to be doing this. I love it. Um, Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. I have three questions left and then a final question. So okay. we'll speed through these. So the, the next one here uh, is kind of sports. It's uh, from Matt. While it may seem strange that a member of the WWE Hall of Fame is sitting in a political office currently, 
It is not the first case of this happening. Which grappler led a political body when he was elected governor in 1999? I don't know why I said it that way. 1999. <laughs> 1999. I think it's the no food in my stomach. It's making Aww. me a little delirious. I actually know this one. I do too. Well, let's start with Greta then. Jesse Ventura. Hey, Jesse the body. Jesse the body. That's right. Minnesota. Hey, Minnesota. Minnesota. I think he was a libertarian Ventura. candidate, I believe. Either libertarian or independent. Or independent. I can't yeah. remember. It's one of those. Yeah. 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 And each press conference was just everything that you could possibly want to be. <laughs> as, a, as a reporter, you've got to be like skipping to work knowing that you've got to go to the state house. <laughs> Who's going to be in a headlock today? Uh, all right. So this next is going to be the last sports question. The newly rehabbed XFL seems to be doing much better than its previous incarnation, gathering some great reviews on social media, especially for quarterback P.J. Walker of the Houston Roughnecks. Aside from Houston, who I just uh, talked about, uh, can you name at least three other locations that have an XFL team? I mean, I can try. <laughs> yeah, we could probably guess. I have no So there's idea. eight total. Houston is one of them. Eight total. Okay. I haven't been XFL. paying attention to this XFL because nobody has a cool name like He Hate Me that I can I know, tell right? so far. Yeah. Although, Do they still mic up the players? That's the thing. So they mic up the players. Oh, they mic up the coaches. Wow. And anytime a player makes a good a good decision or a really bad mistake, they immediately interview him. So uh, the first game, the field goal <laughs> kicker, he missed a, a very easy field goal. And they, uh, what happened there? And he's like, uh, I made a bad decision. And, and uh, something's very up. tired. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I did overhear a dude mansplaining the XFL to his wife at the Bali airport last week, which was a really interesting experience. Wow, XFL all the way in Bali. Yeah, they were playing it on the TV there. Huh. Wow. Isn't that weird? Can't even get it to play on TVs here in America. <laughs> I have so, no idea yeah. So is it like an international? Or are these eight cities? We're uh, supposed to name three places? So just any three places. Yeah, they're all in the United States. They are all in the U.S. I will say uh, Houston, the one I mentioned, is one of two that are in Texas. And then everywhere else is uh, in the United States. I'm gonna say Vegas. Okay. Ooh, Vegas it seems is a like good something guess. they would be into. Soon to be home of the Raiders this year. That's true. Orlando. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a great guess too. I'm gonna say Atlantic City. That would actually be a very good one because what's interesting about the league this year is during the game they have the uh, Vegas odds of who's gonna win to bet on. Every yeah. game. It's so it's so strange, but hmm. uh so those are good guesses. Greta, any other guesses other than let's do um Jersey and Philly again just to go with the places I thought were Charm City. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh so here are the they names. They do have charm. <laughs> uh you have the Houston Roughnecks, Dallas Renegades, St. Louis Battlehawks, DC Lightning. These are great names, by the mm-hmm. way. Tampa Bay Tampa Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay Vipers. Nice. Los Angeles Wildcats. New York Guardians and Seattle Dragons. Huh, Seattle. I had all these places like New York and Seattle and stuff, but I'm like, where would they put? The, are they playing in the regular existing NFL stadiums? Some stadiums, yeah, they're they're playing in. Others are like college stadiums or oh, yeah, similar weird. sized. Yeah, I guess of course they wouldn't have their own dedicated XFL Not yet, stadium. At least, like, yeah. what would even right? I mean, it would just be a giant strip club, essentially. <laughs> that I've heard that about uh, the Raiders moving to Las Vegas. I can't remember what it's called. Colleen was telling me about it, but she was saying, I can't remember if it's called like the Sin City Flu or something, that the teams that are going to come play them now in Vegas 
uh, when they put the hockey team there, the teams were performing very poorly because they were all getting hammered the night before and they were hungover. I heard that about Geek Bowl last year. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, actually did hear that too. Yes, so that's what because three of, of the four people on our team don't drink, including myself. So we're, we're hoping that that little bit of yeah, Chicago's a drinking town. It is. People don't realize that. We're all drunk right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't drink, but I'm constantly... Speak for yourself, <laughs> Hopkins. Yeah, I have a meeting to go to in a half an hour. Yeah, you're so just not, very hungry and so tired. We'll do shots after the recording. Uh, so this is the last regular question uh, before the final question. This singer recently found himself in a bit of trouble with some of his right-wing fans for posting a picture of himself wearing a jersey with the name Sanders on it and the number 20. Turns out he was just in Detroit and was wearing a Barry Sanders jersey to honor the football player. You ask me how I know? I just ask my friends in low places. <laughs> I saw this. Um, <laughs> I saw some video about it. And, like, it just got more and more absurd as it went on. Just, like, the levels of misunderstanding oh, and, and, and righteous anger uh, that poor Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> poor Garth. Poor Garth. It's hard to be Garth. Garth Brooks is correct. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if you're a country star, you probably just, unless you are fully like put a boot in their ass type right. country star, you're probably just like trying to just keep a low profile these days. Yeah. Like go out, play your music, collect your money. That's, I mean, don't get into the fray. Doesn't yeah. Sound like, doesn't sound like a lane I'd want to occupy if I was boot scooting big boogie in my way through yeah it the seems like industry. you couldn't really think about it too hard at this juncture right yeah, yeah. just play the yeah. music yeah, yeah get to the next town and just wait it all out so i'm gonna be honest i don't know how many points each of you have it's okay we don't either it so doesn't matter. it doesn't really matter so <laughs> let's make up a, a, a fictional amount of points for this last question it'll be like sort of final jeopardy uh and we're gonna call it the category like on our show greta none of them really matter because they always have nothing really to do with the category name. Okay. So I'm going to call it numbers with the three hmm. turned sideways like the TV show, even though it has nothing to do with the TV show. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So just numbers is the final category. All right. So what would you like to wager? I'm going to wager, uh, let's say if it's numbers, I'll, I'll wager 33 and a third. Okay. Whoa. Because I'm a DJ. Ooh, see, there what you go. see what I'm doing? That was I good. Like that. Thank you. <laughs> um, can I wager a thousand percent? You can. You can. You can. I love that. Great. Thank you for this freedom, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. So this final question, um, uh, uh, it's going to be three three pieces of information I'm going to give you, and they all have a number in common, one number in common. Okay. All right. A song by the Jonas Brothers, a movie by Bernie Mac. And a former television show where comedians riff on movies. All of them have what number in common? Anytime I can throw a Jonas Brothers reference in because I, I do love them. Wow. And it's the bonus question, so it's a bonus Jonas. Bonus Jonas. Bonus there you go. Jonas. <laughs> it's so funny how much uh, the bonus Jonas, their younger brother, loves them and didn't like take that as a, a slight. No, he could have. He, like he's very supportive. He could have just totally rebelled. Doesn't like Miley Cyrus have a brother who's like totally tattooed up? From, he like, was in literal? Metro Station. Did the song "Shake It"? If you remember that, "Shake, Shake, 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 that Shake was, It." Oh, I didn't realize that's her that brother. Huh. Yeah, Weird. but no, he, he he's like, if that like 2004 just scene was a person it's it's that's that a great guy. way to put it yeah. especially what matt was before <laughs> he joined the podcast shut up really kind of oh my god kind of 
I'm picturing that swoopy hair. He had the swoopy yes. hair. If you, well, I won't say it to the to list. I'll show you later. But uh, <laughs> I have been, I have evidence of it. Yes. Wow. Awesome. I wonder what his AOL screen name was. <laughs> I should ask. Yeah, we should ask him because I bet it was something like that, like con- something confessional or you yeah, know, thrice several black hearted emojis. Yes. Oh, he's got so many feelings. Hmm. All right, I have my guess. Do you have your guess? Um, I'm going to say 17. 17, okay. I say 3,000. So the clues are, or the answers are, uh, The Year 3000, Mr. 3000, oh. the movie for Bernie Mac, and Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. good job, yeah. Jill. I'd like to thank uh, everybody aboard the Satellite of Love for helping me pull that because that's <laughs> the only only thing that helped. I forgot about Mr. 3000. It was yes. a baseball movie with Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. Wow. Yeah. A sky he, point was, uh, he was a great comedian. I My brother and I got a chance. We met him at an Anderson's bookstore in uh, oh, Oak wow. Park right before he passed away, too. But he was, like, really cool. And, like, he had a big security guard, but uh, we were the only people who were like, hey, can we take a picture? And he's like, yeah, cool. And so we took a picture together. And it's so 2000s because it was a um, a video camera <laughs> and we didn't have a camera. My mom like took the still on the video camera. Wow. So the quality is terrible. <laughs> we still have it. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Though. Oh, I'm so glad you got to meet him. Yeah. Really cool guy. Really funny. Oh, I miss him. We, Me too. I think we need we need more comedians, not fewer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining me. I know this is sort of on your home turf, but uh, where can people find you and how can they um, get involved by listening to you? So, Greta, you want to start? Um, yeah. If you just search Nerdette Podcast, mm-hmm. that's a pretty great way to start. And if you liked His Dark Materials or for some reason you're rewatching Game of Thrones, you can check out Nerdette Recaps, which is our recap show. Oh, Ken loves uh, His Dark Materials, so he'll have to oh, check cool. that out. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. And then Jill, where can people find you? Uh, literally everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Um, as, we, as we heard, yes. Uh, Vocalo.org for uh, the Morning Amp and uh, the Making Beyonce podcast mm-hmm. and the Nerd App podcast mm-hmm. or WBZ.org or any place else that you get your uh, podcasts. And I'm at Jill Hopkins on all the social medias. So I try to do a pretty good job of self-promotion uh, without veering into like an obnoxious amount of posts. So yeah, just just come find me. <laughs> yes, find them both. They're both awesome. Uh, and we had a little bit of a, it wasn't a scandal, but it was kind of a fun scandal. Everyone was trying to figure out what our team name was from when Jill was on the show. Oh, that's right. Because we bleeped it out for fun just to see <laughs> oh, what people. Oh, wow. That's delightful. And we kept getting messages like, what is it I need to know? Is it, did you bleep out this word or that word? And yeah. uh, it was Santa's boner. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. how unpleasant. Satan's, <laughs> yes. Satan's Boner is the name of a Satan's band. Boner, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, Someone, Satan's Boner. We were right. Santa's Boner. We were Santa's, Santa's Butter. Butter, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Which is somehow worse. It is, actually, worse. it is worse wow. than a Satan's Boner. Satan, you, you expect Satan to have a boner, but yeah. you don't want Santa to have butter. No, somehow. He needs to watch his cholesterol. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for joining me, uh, and make sure to check them both out. Uh, and uh, for Jill, Greta, Matt, Ken, and Jeff who aren't here, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. What's the proper way to say that? Is it Vocalo Studios at WBZ or what? Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. In your face, WBZ, we finally get top billing. (laughs) First time for everything. Uh, Oh. Oh.